Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof, now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Whiskey Topic. I am here at the Diageo head office in Toronto, which is actually really wonderful. I thought it would be a little darker, but it's actually quite bright in here. Uh, and I'm here uh, sitting with brand ambassador Stephen Wilson and master brander for Crown Royal, uh, Mark Balkanenda. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Well, Mark, great to, great to see you. Uh, welcome to the Diageo office. Your yeah. first time here. It's my first time here. Wow. Hopefully it's the first of many, obviously. It's and my favorite uh, office yet because it starts off as a bar. Like, it's just like, for, forget the photocopier or the, you know, reception. No, here's a bar. I forget that we have a whole office behind the bar sometimes. <laughs> right. I, I only stop in the bar um, responsibly, of course, to uh, to enjoy and share great whiskey with folks. But no, great to see you again, and, uh, and always a pleasure to, to be on. So thank you for having Mark and I. Mm-hmm. We are here to talk about uh, your latest release uh, in Ontario now, but this has been released uh, a few months ago in the U.S., uh, Crown Roll Bourbon Mash. Um, this kind of hit the internet in a controversy, right? When it first came out. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's 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 save the controversy for later. Uh, tell us uh, what this whiskey is made of. Tell us what's its positioning in the market. How's it different than your other Crown Royal products? Uh, give us give us the, the the gist of this. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna really let Mark focus on this because this is a, a blend that that he's worked on and that he looks after. You know, from from. The standpoint that I like to talk about, this has always been a component of Crown Royal. Mm-hmm. So when you break down Crown Royal Deluxe and we look at those five individual styles we make, we've always made a bourbon style whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, two thirds corn, one third rye, um, beautiful floral notes, grainy notes, you get nice, those nice vanilla and caramel. I'm, I'm still in Mark's Thunder. Oh, no, no, that's about fine. I'm enjoying listening. You know, that's a, such a key component in the Crown Royal as well. But I'm going to pour some. Yes, please. And Mark's going to dive into the ins and outs Excellent. of what makes this Fair whiskey enough. so darn unique. Well, as Stephen says, it's kind of highlighting one of those whiskey marks that we make at, uh, for, uh, for our Crown Royal whiskeys. So we have our, our Bourbon Mash, which is uh, the first release of our Blender series. So it's, it's really just looking at that, that whiskey style that we've produced and kind of making it the, uh, the major player in the blend. Um, it is a blend, remember that, so there are other components, but the, the whiskey, uh, the bourbon style, as we mentioned before, is the kind of main contributing flavor uh, to the to, to the overall profile, um, and again in Canada we're allowed to use new and used wood or seasoned wood, so we have this kind of um, um, benefit from the flavors. We can kind of interact with the new and the used and, and make this kind of unique kind of flavor profile that uh, the bourbon mash is. So I just going to your point. So the bourbon mash isn't a hundred percent bourbon mash, or it is a hundred percent bourbon mash. As to start with. It's it's well, a, mash, sorry, I shouldn't say bourbon mash. It's mash all bill. corn whiskey. It's all corn whiskey. Yeah, so, yeah. So, that, so that's what yeah. it is. That, that's yeah. what's driven. Um, and then this play on on new wood and old wood, uh, brand new oak and, and reused oak is, is wonderful. It's one of our advantages here in Canada. Yeah, we absolutely. can do that and still market it as a as a premium product. Um, how did you how do you find that works in this whiskey? Where where does this come out? I I, th- I think it kind of. Uh, Gives gives the whiskey a nice little uh, softer, fruitier tone. It, it it takes down the wood notes a little bit, the oakness. Because the uh, I mean, it, it is a majority new wood, uh, new oak barrel wood. It's really dark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, the, I think the uh, the used wood, the first time dumpers that we're using here, just kind of complement the flavor profile. They kind of um, you know take away a little bit of the harshness and give you that kind of uh, I, I shouldn't say harshness but give cut a bit into the grain kind of mm-hmm. fruiting kind of give you a, a more of a um, softer um, vanilla note and, and fruit notes there that 
the yeast would present. Yeah, it's got an interesting flavor because it does. You get the sweetness kind of gets you, but that uh, that's a, it's a gentler pepper yes. pepperiness. But that that it is like the new oak flavor really comes down towards the middle of the palate. Um, not too not too sweet, not overly voluptuous. Kind of a nice, easy easy palate. Uh, yeah, so this is a different take on Carnival for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, like it's, it is it's, darker. It's, it's darker. a little more character driven. Yes, it is character driven. Yeah. It uh, it has the uh, richer villain of tones that we talk about with with Crown typically, but it's just everything's a little bit richer, a little bit more robust and uh, and, and flavorful. I get. The wood, I think, as you said, mentioned before, comes through a little more as well. Mm -hmm. But it, again, it's uh, it's balanced and smooth all at the same time. So. Pretty, uh, pretty nice long finish this for what a thirty some dollar whiskey like geez, that's it's nicely uh yeah yeah very nice so um and there's, so there's no malted barley in the mash at all uh we do use uh marked barley oh, marked <laughs> I was like no, 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 checking no, no, his head no, 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 no. I was I have so many different types of greens <laughs> rolling through my head right now especially having uh, worked with Liz Rhodes yesterday and just talking about a lot of things yeah. but yes no. There's a little, yeah, I was going to say, you get a little bit of nuttiness, that may be from something else, but it's typically uh, malted barley, folks. Um, so um, the, the, when this, the whiskey came out, uh, you guys got approval for it and uh, for, for the labeling, and that's a whole thing in the U.S. Um, and then uh, they came back, and there was a concern that it had the word bourbon on the bottle, but it wasn't made in the U.S. And so uh, I'll summarize my version of it. You guys can... You know, thing, but, but a lot of the, the the rules are pretty strict and say, hey, if you if you, if it needs to be made in America for it to have the word bourbon on the title, but there's so many examples of whiskeys from Scotland, uh, from whiskeys from pretty much all around the world that will use American oak barrels, and sometimes they say American oak, which has kind of been what traditionally has been used. But with the popularity of bourbon, a lot of companies or have said, or maybe because they're going more for bourbon flavors, they're like, oh, this is you know Glenfiddich aged in bourbon barrels, and and they started using the word bourbon on the title on the label, even though it's been sold in the U.S. Now, for some reason, you guys got kind of dinged for this, though, yeah, specifically. Well, you know, we've we've always referred to it internally as a bourbon style or a mm -hmm. Canadian bourbon because when we're looking at classifying the whiskeys we produce and we're looking at the whiskeys that Mark and Joanna blend with you know we've always said that and when I break down the components of Crown Royal you know we, we look at the fact it's two-thirds corn it's one-third rye it's you know if we made it south of the border it would be a high rye bourbon right yeah. so it presents challenges when 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 discussing the liquid but yeah. the thing I always stress to everybody that no matter what the name is on the bottle the focus is on the liquid Mm -hmm. And even though we had to change the name, the liquid remained the same. Yeah. And that's really the key. What we're experiencing here in this room and, and, and enjoying together and what we enjoyed earlier today with some folks from the LCBO, it's the same liquid. It's had to make me rethink a little on how I rephrase things and phrase things. But, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's all about the liquid. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, it, we, 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 we could park, what did I say earlier? We could put, a, we could call it a... Mark's secret helper or something. We just, we, it doesn't matter what the need because it's the liquid. And that's what we always want to focus on is just the quality of whiskey that we produce in Gimli and then the quality of whiskey that, that Mark and Joanna and the team blend and that we get to sit back and enjoy. There's nothing like a Macallan 25, especially when you're talking about topics of the day, you're interviewing celebrities and comedians and intellectuals alike, and also talking about current events. So if you want to listen to me drink while I talk to you about the craziness of the world and make you laugh at the same time, come check us out at the State of Logic podcast.
Yeah, and, and you do kind of you do have the best of both worlds uh, in Gimli, um, from a c compromise between kind of how Canadians traditionally make whiskey and how Americans make whiskey. Because uh, you know the 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 one one is Americans will have a mash and they'll have a you know fifty one percent plus corn, uh, typically some rye or wheat and most likely malted barley, and that's fermented, distilled, bottled, barreled, and then eventually blended together with other similar things. And we have a, a bourbon or a rye or depending on the mash we started with, uh, and most Canadian distilleries will do everything separately. We'll do the rye barrel that separately, the corn barrel that separately. Um, you, you're one of the few distilleries, at least the big distilleries that do, probably the only distillery that do mash, well, I guess. I, 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 it seems to surprise people every yeah. time I talk to them. So yeah. so yeah, so I guess we are probably one of the few. I mean, I don't want to comment on. Yeah, like Hiram Walker will we'll do some. Yeah, right. but right, it's for can the we, most part. Can we phone a friend? Can we, yeah, <laughs> can we call Davin. <laughs> call Davin. We did that last time, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, as far as big production numbers, you you are the only one that does um, uh, a mash bill uh, of sorts, where you, where you do that. Um, but you also have different recipes of different mash bills, and then you kind of right. blend everything together um, I love that you're going to be calling it blender's mash I think like I love that um, the Canadian story as this is with Scotland as well it's all about the blenders and kind of blending different barrels together different types of whiskey together um, and so that's that's where our rock stars are always here whereas in the states we celebrate distillers because we want a very consistent distilled product and we want a barrel consistency in the US but like here this is what we should be celebrating we should be celebrating blenders this is where this is what Canadians are really good at in fact a couple of big companies in the US use Canadians as blenders uh, <laughs> some of your best competition is Canadian blenders so I mean like that's that's really where, where we're at I think that's wonderful to call a blender's mesh um, I'm gonna, if you may, if I may, I'm gonna borrow what you just said. <laughs> I think um, you said no, that last time too. <laughs> I think, and I think I did. When something we talked about last time. I definitely was like, oh, I'm gonna use that. That's great. But that's that's part of what I love about what we do, right? Mm -hmm. We we all share knowledge and best practices, and we are oh, like, I like the way you phrase that, or I like the way you phrase yeah. this. Yeah. But I like what you just said because I love the name Blenders Mesh. Mm -hmm. You know, and for for my day to day work, you know, my job is to represent what Mark and Joanna do and what our team in Gimli does, yeah. and all the folks who have a hand in making Crown Royal Crown Royal. Mm -hmm. They all can't be out there talking to the folks who enjoy it, so I just hope that I do them justice and represent them. But I love what you just said about, you know, blending is the focus in Canada because Canada has always been known for the quality of blended whiskey they produce. Yeah. And there's some incredible whiskey here. I mean, Crown Royal obviously produces incredible whiskey, but there are so many wonderful, lovely Canadian whiskeys um, and just some super, super talented folks making whiskey. So I'm going to kind of... Yeah. Tie that in, if I may, and I'll give you credit. Always, oh, I always give credit where credit's due. <laughs> always looking for subscribers and book sales. <laughs> buy the book. No, um, if you want to buy his book, it's www. Exactly. Uh, no, that's that's really great. I um, and also controversy can never hurt. I mean, you, you had a product that kind of at least in the blogosphere and certainly like on Reddit groups immediately became like everybody was buying it. And then the the moment you uh, and the Americans uh, learned that oh, this is going to be not pulled off the shelves, but you would sell out the shelves. Everybody like grab two at a time, and the media reviews were like, "Hey, I paid like whatever." I can't remember what it was in the US, twenty five dollars, whatever it is. I can't remember. It was like, "This is great." I bought two bottles. I thought one was going to be a collector's. I'll probably buy more and drink them. Like it's uh, just from that standpoint of, of having something that's that's affordable and drinkable. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's what I like the best because it, you know it's it's you, you like to see that, and news is news, and publicity is publicity, and you obviously want it to go in, in one direction because it's better when it goes in the positive direction. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, one of the things you just point out, which I love, was folks were doing that. They were buying two or three bottles. Mm -hmm. But then I would I would get emails, you know, I did that, but I've actually uh, shared them with friends now because <laughs> the liquid's really good. Like, we really like what's going on. 
So we're like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's this is great. And that's a testament, again, to, to what Mark and what the team uh, is able to put together. So one of my favorite whiskeys is our, our batch-based whiskey, which is a corn whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just, that's what gives Crown that mouthfeel, that creaminess, that butterscotch kind of, well, I always say butterscotch juicy fruit, but it's that, it's that, that, that creaminess. It is so unique to Crown World. Absolutely. Nobody else Absolutely. is getting close on those flavors uh it's amazing so we have our orphan barrel series mm-hmm. you know which uh which mark was a huge part of when that when that started before he we stole him away to crown royal yeah so i didn't know yeah. that no oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. part of that it's another another that podcast for another day but, uh, <laughs> man's a wealth of knowledge beside me um so we at gimli we mm-hmm. had some 25 year old batch based whiskey mm-hmm. that uh it was in some used wood obviously and yeah. it's first uh, time done things you know, we talk about the orphan barrel, and we talk about the hidden barrels and the lost barrels. Yeah. Well, we, I can tell you, these, these barrels have been sitting there a while. Like, we've all physically touched <laughs> these barrels. Because the thing is, what do you, when you, when you start to get a batch base that's that old, you know, what, what do you do with it? Yeah. You know, we yeah. can't very well, I, I mean, I'm sure Joanna would love to use it in deluxe, but like, you know, from a price standpoint, you can't really use a 25-year-old batch base whiskey. They get so, taxed per year on these barrels in Canada. Well, yeah, you know, days. so you have to, you have to think of all the, uh, all the ins and outs. I cannot get this out. On the <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no video on me over here. Like, the whole time I'm talking, I've been trying to get a bottle like, how much longer can I talk? How much is going to take? <laughs> 35 minutes later, he was talking about whiskey and still trying to get a bottle out of a box. We started talking I'm about his childhood yeah. and how that but you into the world of whiskey. <laughs> when I was 21, uh, um, that's right, so, 21 in the U.S. That's so right. yes, that's true. Um, so what's cool though is that we had this beautiful 25-year-old uh, batch-based whiskey, mm. and um, in fact, at the time this was distilled, it would have probably been what 97% corn. It would have been a slightly different yeah, mash a little, maybe. little bit of a different mash bill there. So some corn and some, and some barley, barley, barley but, yeah. but still, for all intents and purposes, corn and whiskey. Yeah, um, and so we were very fortunate that. The orphan barrel program wanted to pick that up and say, "Look, we want to want to yeah. release that as an orphan barrel, yeah. and we want to pay homage to Gimli and to Crown Royal on that." Uh, and it's been pretty cool because every time I see it in a store, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm like, "That's the that's something that's something special there." And I even had two folks in Chicago come up to me the other day and ask me. They said, "Is it true that entrapment is actually Crown Royal?" And I said, <laughs> "It is," and I explained to them. They were like, "Man." so good yeah so you haven't had it i have not i'd love to taste and we it. we have about 200 mils here so 150 oh, of that's for I'll you responsibly of course Mark. <laughs> you want know time i just keep it i was trying to kill time while i got it out of the box so I, was like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like you covered it all it's like uh, <laughs> there's gotta be something i love out well we, we were talking about um the batch based whiskey but and on our batch base goes into uh, seasoned wood or used wood so this particular uh, lot of whiskey that we're looking at Today was a, uh, a first-time uh, dumper barrel, so meaning mm-hmm. that it was uh, previously filled once. Mm-hmm. So, so that's um, probably why probably made to something similar, I guess. Or the first time it was used was it? The, the first time I used it would have had one of our more flavorful whiskeys. So, it would have had a um, one of our rye or yeah. one of our um, corn-based bourbon style type, uh, right. type whiskeys in there. Right. So, so that these these typically lighter whiskeys we put into a. Uh, to a uh, a used wood or seasoned wood. I mean, you, you almost all right off the bat get those those look kind of like almost the, the old barrel kind of notes, like just yeah. that kind of not musty necessarily, but just kind of like if you walk into a winery or or or, um, or rickhouse, you kind of get that What's that immediate nose. Almost smells like the rickhouse. Yeah. yeah, like the wood, yeah, that like exposed wood, the kind of that piece of mm-hmm. the part of the rickhouse. 
Um, this uh, whiskey was. Do we know? Uh, are you guys publishing whether it's like anything's been filtered, added color, da 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 da? Is it watered down? Like, what's the what are the kind of geek stats on this? Well, we took it down to eighty-two proof, proof yeah, forty-one percent, yeah, eighty-two proof. So out of the barrel would have been uh, much higher because this goes into yeah. the barrel at at seventy-seven. Okay, yeah, alcohol yeah. would have gone in. So, yeah. oh yeah, I can notice this for a very, very long time without even tasting it. The um, and everybody that's, um, I mean, Gimli's really. Uh, developing, I guess, um, a nice, uh, uh, like, a, um, uh, like almost a legendary mythical reputation. Pe people go to Gimli, they taste some barrel samples, and they just come back saying, wow, this is blowing us out of my mind. And um, now more of these whiskeys are coming out. You've got the, the Select series that, that's uh, single-barreled, uh, and that's wonderful to be part of the Orphan Power Project, because that, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal in the U.S. Um, how much, is it like, going to be a big production run? Uh, is it... This entrapment, for yeah, example, no. Yeah. It's again, it's twenty-six-year-old whiskey, so there's not a whole lot there's of it there, yeah. right? So um, uh, I can't remember the exact quantity uh, case. I don't remember the so, exact case, case, but it but wasn't. Uh, I think we were talking about hundred and eighty barrels. So I mean, it can't yeah. be. It's not going to be. Um, it's going to be less than probably five thousand cases. And that's, and that's yeah. why it made sense to, to release it under Orphan Barrel was because we don't have the volume. I mean, uh, this is the first time we've done an Orphan Barrel that was not a U.S. whiskey. Right. So it, it's really special for Crown to be part of that. But you're talking about folks coming up to the distillery, yeah. you know, and it's it's been fun because uh, one of the media trips we hosted, we actually had pulled some samples of this before right. it became entrapment. Oh, that's awesome. Just to show, yeah. hey, you know, we yeah. have some really old liquid you want to try. Yeah. And we always talk about, like, what's everybody's favorite? Was it the cask strength rye or the coffee rye on that particular trip? Yeah. Everybody kept going back to that batch-based whiskey, yeah. and they were just blown away by it. Yeah. You know, so we were like, this is this is pretty cool. and it's But it's also nice to be able to share that with folks like ourselves who appreciate whiskey, mm -hmm. who can say, man, that's really has produced this is this is this is great this is really wonderful um, yeah, and, and really you know we have yeah. such an incredible team at Gimli and, and they're doing such a great job at just every time we take folks up to the distillery it just gets better and better yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, you know it's such a special place and it really is where the magic starts and uh, and I always think of those folks every time we, we pour our crown royal but um, hopefully as the time passes we'll be able to get more and more folks up there to yeah. have that same experience yeah, and have yeah. that aha light bulb moment right? it's kind of middle of nowhere it's kind of hard to get to it's you know it's like I'm it's easy to get to it's, it's easy to get kind of to straight. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do you get there you go to Winnipeg and you drive, you drive straight um, now and then you get behind a green truck yeah. like, well I know where you're going so I'm going to pass you but I know where you're going but no it's straight and straight and flat but uh, but it is like once you get up there Gimli has such a lovely charm to it yeah. and uh, I really enjoy you know when I'm there I make a point to stay in Gimli for the there. The one um, one of the nice benefits of being under the Orphan Barrel line is their labels are fantastic. Their their whole bottling I, and Bourbon Mash kind of steals a little bit of that. Not steals it's the same company, but uh, the same sort of like little like edgier, sort of darker kind of the the prints a little heavier, right? That same sort of style. Um, but certainly they they do a great job of that um, of that piece. Um, but yeah, this whiskey's really uh, really wonderful. It's got um, it, it's not. Um, it doesn't have a lot of, it's not a funkiness, it's a clean old whiskey. Sometimes you get the funky old whiskeys that are just got like a lot of weird flavors going on. Uh, it's very clean in flavors. The, um, uh, the butterscotch is kind of turned into more like a hard candy butterscotch as opposed to a melted butterscotch or more of a softer one. Uh, it's really nice, very nicely done, yeah. 
Wonderful. Thank you for sharing this. It's uh, great. The box yeah. is, I guess this is like the media box or? Uh... That was the, yeah, that was the media box. So every time they've launched an orphan barrel, like they always have, I mean, yeah. like on my bookcase at home, I think I have them all in a, in a row. It's amazing. Yeah. And they're always just a lot of fun. And then, uh, comes to the compass and some there's writing. There's a little sample inside that, you know, you need instructions on how to take out. <laughs> spend five minutes trying to <laughs> Yeah. And there's a compass which points north or just points to Gimli. Gimli. <laughs> I think that's no what it is. No matter where you stand, you know where Gimli is. And that's how it should be. <laughs> Oh, um, anything else uh, that you guys want to talk about? Uh, anything down the pipe? Any uh, any other? Um... I know you're not going to tell me about the secret projects coming up that I that we don't know about yet. But uh... no, I mean, uh, I think you know. I think last time we chatted, we we were talking about there's always the uh, experiments that are that are going on, mm -hmm. and always looking at new grains and and just what's next for Crown. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so. Again, you know, there's there's those things in the work, and, and some of those things are developing really really nicely, and it's exciting, you know, because yeah. it's it's going to be nice when we do have those to share. Yeah, and yeah. we can say, well, remember when we wink wink said all this? Here you go, and, and we can try it. Um, no, we uh, trying to think of anything else fun. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm. What do you got, Mark? Yeah, I'm just like, trying to think about well, the. What's on your desk right now? Oh, the, the noble, noble series, series, right? Yeah. So we got the noble series kind of rolling out. The third release should be out in the next uh, next little bit, yeah. so that's, yeah. uh, that should be an interesting one to uh, to see. Um, and as Stephen said, uh, the Noble series is kind of, I think we discussed it a little bit last time. Was just, it's all focusing on on blends or new grains that, yeah. we're, that we're distilling and uh, and also barrel finishes. So so again, it's just a continuation of more, uh, you know, trying to find new and exciting ways to present Crown Royal. Uh, yeah. And this one too will be uh, special because it'll have an age statement on it, which is uh, right, yeah, kind of true. unique. Yeah, I'd probably be one of the first Crown Royal. Well, in current uh, yeah. current times, yeah, we'll have an age uh, statement with an age statement. Yeah, because so entrapment does say twenty five years, but we're, that's under the orphan barrel yeah, series. Yeah. But uh, this will actually be. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's yeah, and again, that'll be something else to talk about. Well, yeah. age statements are coming back, so this is the right time to do it. Age statements were gone for a little while, but age statements are seemingly coming back on every <laughs> distributor. So this is the perfect time to join like, that. I'm, I've always, you know, I, I always I take the crown hat off for a minute, but I've, you know, just as a guy who loves whiskey, yeah. I've never, I don't look at age statements, I guess, because yeah. I always think about flavor, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's always been interesting. It, it probably goes back to, to my days working on the Scotch whiskey side of the Diageo mm -hmm. business. And really under, starting to understand what blending was all about and realizing that, you know, you, you can take certain whiskeys that might be a little bit younger, but man, when you blend them, they're just, the flavor is fantastic. Yeah. And it's always been fun for me to, to, to do things where you do blind tastings and you don't show anybody the bottles and you find that sometimes it's the younger whiskey that's the, the hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, I think age statements are great. I think non-age statements. I mean, as long as it's a good whiskey at the end of the day, yeah, you know, let's yeah. just pour a good whiskey and, and have a good conversation about it, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's a wonderful note to end on because I 100% agree. Um, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Stephen, for coming on the podcast. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Um, looking forward to drinking more of the bourbon mash. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Absolutely. Cheers. 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 <laughs>